Ladies and gents, welcome or welcome back to Selfscape. My name is Adassa and Selfscape is my version of an audio diary, basically a collection of my thoughts. In this episode, I will attempt to fit the past week of my life into 20 minutes. Honestly, I don't know how possible it is and then again, it can be possible. Please indulge me. Firstly, I want to say thank you to everybody before I even start any conversation or just share anything i really want to say thank you i want to express my gratitude to everyone that has listened shared liked left a review reached out to me about the podcast thank you so much i was worried when i made this podcast i mean i knew i wanted to talk and just really hear myself but i was worried that people wouldn't want to hear me and i was wrong because a lot of the feedback that i got was that this was something very soothing very nice very much needed so thank you so much to everyone i'm actually very grateful that you like so you like you like my podcast thank you thank you i mean we already have 10 followers so 10 people 10 amazing people are following this podcast on spotify ha wow i feel like a superstar if i could i would cash it in the bank (laughs) i would actually cash it in the bank but i can't so but at the same time i mean the shoulder part is still high because 10 people imagine gathering 10 people in a room that's a crowd that's a that's a whole crowd (laughs) so thank you guys so much i i'm i'm flawed so i'm not flawed like F-L-A-W-E-T. I'm flawed like F-L-O-O-R-E-T. Like, thank you. Flawed kind. That kind of flawed. Uh, what I want to say. <laughs> I lost my train of thought a bit while I was trying to explain what I was saying. But if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I mean, you're, you're in for a ride. I would advise that you listen to episode one because that was where I really addressed what the podcast is about and my reason for starting a new podcast or another podcast. Um, So, episode two three four from here on we're just having conversations so i would suggest you listen to the first episode i mean it's pretty relatable i shared something interesting you get the gist basically so backstory i pushed back my youth service two years in in a row i pushed it back because i didn't i was posted to places i didn't want to visit i mean it's my choice now if i want to visit those places i would decide why are you sending me there so I told them that ah, I'm not going to be push kids doing what you're doing. And then last year, I got posted to a place I felt, mm, well, it seems I can. Even though I wasn't period, but it's like, at least it's not those other places. I went to camp and I had a very good experience in camp. Meeting people, having conversations with people. See, I I, I don't talk much, but I talked a lot. I, I, know, I, I really talked a lot. I wanted to talk a lot. I wanted to actually meet people so i was walking up to people and having conversations with them that's something i would never do again (laughs) but it's something i did then and it was fun meeting people and just getting to know how people think because for the longest time i was in my own shell my own bubble i had my friends i know my friends i know how they think so i didn't i wasn't exposed to different mindsets and camp did that for me i saw I saw things and I listened to things and I was I was like wow <laughs> I beg it was it was eye-opening that's what I would say it was very eye-opening very just very shocking in general like it was like culture shock you know learning things you know learning those things was really shocking for me 
and i think it just helped me see that life is not about me life is more than hadassah so i think that was something i needed at that time and it was very good for me but when i tell you people that i will not do it again see i had a good time but at the same time i wanted to go back home life was hard life was really hard and i don't want to experience hardship <laughs> so i will not best believe i'll do it again i had to take care of myself i had to fend for myself i mean it's not like i've not been fending for myself i have but the reality that one day i would have to leave my parents house and actually fend for myself completely wasn't something i was ready for i currently work so obviously i pay my bills and the whole nine years but i don't pay rent and i have not paid rent in my entire life I, I'm not ready to start paying rent. So that just, that just, um, what's it called now? Was, it was a, re, a reminder of my responsibilities as an adult. <laughs> and so camp was great, right? Camp was good. And I said that I didn't want to stay there. I wanted to come back to Lagos State, but I was unable to relocate. A lot of things have happened. So it was on my third try that I actually was able to relocate to Lagos. And why? Does everybody call you copper? When I was in camp, yes, I, they were calling me copper, but it didn't, I don't know, it didn't do anything to me until I got back to Lagos. I started wearing my khaki around Lagos, and every turn, copper, copper, copper. And I said, What is it now? Copper, come and enter my bike. Copper, enter this bus. Copper, don't enter that bus. Copper, this, copper, that. It was crazy to me because in my head, I'm like, If I'm that important and that special, why are you collecting money from me? Why can't I just be entering your buses and your bikes for free? Copper here, copper that, copper this, copper there. And I was paying for everything. Nothing was for free. This one is even worse. Copper, come and give me money. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. From where to? Yeah, how much is my allowing now? And then one of them was even like, hey, it should be your yeah, government property. Government is paying you money now. It should be your yeah, the one eating Nigeria's money. Please. How much is the Nigerian money that I'm eating? <laughs> God, I beg. So I should not come and give you the money. Even, even if I'm actually eating um, Nigerian money, I should not take this text because I should give it to you. I, it was hilarious to me. It was, see, I found it so fascinating and annoying at the same time. Like, uh-uh. So because I went, I think I'm rich. I'm rich, but I'm not rich like that yet. <laughs> I've been now. I don't know why that is, but I feel like a lot of coppers, so to speak. I heard there's no word like copper. Copper does not exist. doesn't have a meaning it's not a word it's not an english word it's an incorrect word i don't know how true that is but i will check but i think so i think we're the ones that coined name which is why it should be in the dictionary in the first place because we coined the name and it's kind of exclusive to nigerians i don't think anybody any other country has this mandatory one year and even if they do they don't call it nigerian youth service corp they definitely will not call it copper so i i think that's something that we should um adapt into our dictionary or into our, our lingo i mean it's already part of our lingo but people say it's not a word it's not an english word which i think that's so wrong i think it should be adapted would you like that smells i know i just needed to say that lagos is a smelly place i don't live in lagos thank god for that would you like stinks my god how do i explain it would you like stinks as far as I'm concerned, that place needs to be sanitized. And people sell food there. How do you sell food? And people eat. How? How? Are they used to the smell? Are they so desensitized to the bad and foul odor that they just think it's normal? It's okay because it's not okay. It's not, no, I couldn't breathe. I could not breathe. Like, I was literally 
I made my legs work faster because I needed to just body bus and get out of that place. It stinks, it smells, it needs to be sanitized, it needs to be clean. In fact, the entire Lagos needs there's some places in Lagos, yeah, they smell nice. There are some places on the mainland that you can you would you would not survive. You would actually not survive it. So which you like but actually smells Lagos smells and I just wanted to put that out there. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> guys my kakito uh, i'm still on my nyc chronicles <laughs> yes so much to say my kakito when i was coming back from the secretariat after i did my documentation i mean they gave me tight khaki so what they gave me in campus the left leg is tight and the right leg is loose so one leg is tight one leg is loose and then you know when for my documentation on my way back you would think that is a leg that was tight that would actually tear it's the leg that was loose at all make it make sense the the material wasn't properly sewn the they just did nonsense i feel really the government actually made a budget for khakis but the people in charge of khakis just decided to do substandard stuff because how are you giving out khakis that already from your first year the threads are already coming out is loose it, it doesn't make sense the the cap let me know if you talk about the cap because it faded on the first wash the boots is losing color shedding color in fact the entire khaki feed the entire nyc feed is just very substandard and it doesn't make sense to me why you would think they would make it a thing of pride and joy and they would actually put in efforts to give you something durable seeing as you would have to wear it for one year and they give you only one pair you would think they would actually do something durable right but they don't and that means i have to spend money to get something durable why do i have to spend money to save my government why why do i have to spend money to get better khaki let me not get upset <laughs> i started to get upset do you know how much i spent just going to camp and living in camp for 21 days i stayed the entire 21 days huh. my own is that they should do better they're not doing better they're not doing a good job at the khakis they need to change their game like they need to make better khakis that would actually last longer and would not tear on your first wear so that's that's my own opinion for nyc and that that kind of concludes my nyc chronicles and my my beef with nyc because i have beef with them i didn't want to do this but i did not have a choice i had a choice but i just wanted to respect my parents decisions and this was one decision that i just felt let me just indulge them i mean they did pay my school fees so i want my dad to be very pleased i want i want to make him happy and this is something he wants he wants for me so let me just do it he's pretty excited he's excited he's happy you see the excitement and the joy over his face i think he's reliving his own nyc days i think so so i i I just think that's what he's doing he likes it uh so that's that's if my nyc chronicles guys that's the update i'm currently serving and guess what i'm serving from the comfort of my home the comfort of my home i'm serving in a company that does remote work they work remotely so i don't have to come into the office i don't have any fiscal hours none of those things i only have to leave my house for cds period and to be very honest i'm very relieved Ah, I'm so relieved. You have no idea how much of a relief that is. Lagos traffic, Lagos stress, Lagos wahala, transport money. It's just a it's a relief that I don't have to go through all of that and start to negotiate for work hours. Oh, let me come on Tuesday. Oh, let me not come on Wednesday. Oh, give me two days out of five days. Oh, ah. none of those things is fully remote. 
so that's a thing to celebrate and you should be happy for me and help me give god thanks because god did all of this for me i just thought to share it and now i'm trying to find a way to share other things that i think about for example a book i recently read i finished so i'm in a book club and i finished reading a book we finished our book for uh, january book of the month and ah my god i wish i never opened up that book i was so excited from the um epilogue i was like oh my god this book sounds so beautiful you know the the epilogue was really intriguing and really exciting drew me in and then i started to read the book and my first thoughts were what is going on so much chaos 17 chapters in and there was just chaos from chapter one to chapter 17 this book was chaotic from the beginning to the very end there was no peace there was no joy just chaos why why in fact 17 chapters in and i just knew that the book could not end well i was expecting it not to end well because the chaos was too much so the book was basically about a widow who had lost so much to crisis to religious crisis it was a set in northern nigeria in joss and also in abuja i love african literature so much though i basically read african literature i don't read any other genre because that's just what i love but this particular genre this particular book this writer i need to have a conversation with this writer like why did you write this book what were you going through at that time what was your thought process because you know what read the book so that you feel the same pain that i feel the book's name is season of crimson blossoms by abu Bakr adam ibrahim this book is a reminder that some books should not be written basically in my own opinion some books should not be written they should never see the light of day they should just be in your head or in your diary but don't ever write about them because why why what, what was the reason i think the positive positive thing about the book is it highlighted mental health issues and how africans in general deal with mental health and how we really underestimate it we really don't pay attention to it and we classify it as witchcraft which should not be so it, mental health should be addressed properly and he just really pointed it out there was only one person in that or two people that were able to identify that oh this person had mental health issues everybody else just assumed oh this person's possessed this person's this that that so grief really really um it, it, it attributes to a lot of mental health cases grief pain bad and terrible experiences trauma in general trauma attributes to i think it can be attributed to a lot of mental health issues and they portray that in the book i think that and kind of highlighted the author portrayed it and highlighted how mental health conversations should really be a a thing in our current society so maybe that's one thing i'll take away from the book but every other thing no that book no uh-uh, should not exist i'm sorry i'm i know I, I don't write books and i know that um what's it called i'm not an author but i'm a consumer and as far as i'm concerned you're writing a book so i can consume it and if i'm consuming your book and it's just it's not giving a lot of people in the book club actually agreed they didn't like it it was just a lot so that's my that's everything i have for you this week i hope that that i've been able to fit 20 minutes my entire past week into 20 minutes i'm not sure that i was able to do 20 minutes i think i did more than we'll find out at the end when i'm done it <laughs> but thank you so much i really hope that you like episode two i hope it doesn't bore you i hope that you can pick a thing or two you see i'm trying to rhyme <laughs> from this episode and that you join me in the next one have a wonderful week ladies and gents and happy wednesday bye y'all